This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, how can the government publishing office become a modern digital publisher? A new report says the Pentagon is not paying enough attention to its civilian workforce. And one major facet of the Justice Department seems to have found the sweet spot when it comes to teleworking. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The government publishing office has made progress in modernizing over the last two decades, but human capital and acquisition remain its biggest obstacles to transforming into a modern digital publisher. That's the takeaway from a report by CG Strategy Incorporated, a firm hired by GPO's Office of Inspector General to evaluate the agency's modernization progress. Among the report's recommendations are creation of a chief strategy officer, adoption of electronic records management and automation, and an integrated dashboard to track implementation across the enterprise. The Health and Human Services Department has at least 100 use cases for artificial intelligence, but now comes the hard part. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman explains. Oki Mech, the former chief AI officer at HHS, says the agency wasn't sure how many of its AI use cases complied with federal mandates, recommendations, and executive orders. There was no clarity in terms of are they following that policy? Is there any governance Mech says moving those use cases forward towards compliance was one of his key goals as the chief AI officer. He also says data issues stood out as a persistent challenge for AI use cases at HHS, especially trying to understand where the data resides. Mech now works as the chief information security officer at Equidium Health. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. The General Services Administration is sunsetting its URL shortening service at go.usa.gov in September. Before jumping over to a new link shortening service, GSA recommends considering the pitfalls of using them, such as security concerns and potential for confusing customers. The go.usa service will continue to support links created since 2017, but any created before then will go dead on September 18th. Metrics for go.usa.gov links will also become unavailable after the September sunset date. An influential DOD advisory group says the Defense Department needs to pay a lot more management attention to its civilian workforce. As part of a new set of recommendations, the Defense Business Board says Congress should create a brand new Undersecretary of Defense that focuses exclusively on talent management for DOD's roughly 800,000 civilian employees. The board says DOD's current organizational structures mean that no one's really leading the civilian workforce or planning for its future needs. If DOD implemented CMMC standards today, most contractors would fall short. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller to tell us why. New Defense Department data shows DOD components only met 78% of the 110 security controls that are required to secure controlled unclassified information, or CUI, under version 2 of the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification, or CMMC, initiative. A new report by the Government Accountability Office highlights progress to secure CUI, but also demonstrates just how far DOD and its vendors still must go to improve their cybersecurity. GAO says the Navy and Marine Corps were closest to meeting the CUI requirements, with more than 80% of the CMMC controls implemented. 
Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The U.S. Agency for International Development's acquisition workforce is managing four times as many contracts by total dollar value than similar contracting officers in the Defense Department. USAID told Congress earlier this month that the average contracting officer manages $65 million in contracts a year, while the average DOD contracting officer manages $15 million. This is why USAID and now the Professional Services Council are pressing lawmakers to fully fund the agency's 2023 budget request to hire more employees. PSC wrote a letter to House Foreign Affairs Committee leaders asking for their support to ensure USAID has the necessary funding and hiring flexibility to expand the number of positions to address the required contracting workload. The Justice Department names a new leader to reach out to underserved communities. Deputy Associate Attorney General Rachel Rossi will serve as the director of the DOJ's Office for Access to Justice. The office focuses on understanding and addressing the most urgent legal needs of communities across the country. DOJ created the office in 2010, and it remained a standalone component until 2017. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced last fall that the department is restoring the office as its own component. Teleworking two days per week is the sweet spot for the Justice Department's attorney offices. In a survey from the National Association of Assistant U.S. Attorneys, or NAAUSA, data shows that the two-day telework policy maximizes productivity and improves employee retention. Survey respondents with more telework also report feeling respected by their supervisors. But 28% of attorney offices allow fewer than two days of telework per week. NAAUSA urges the Justice Department to create a uniform telework policy for all of its offices. And starting Thursday, federal retirees will see a new system to access their retirement benefits. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. The Office of Personnel Management is adding a layer of security for retirement accounts. On May 26th, the OPM's Retirement Services Online is switching over from its original landing page to login.gov. To continue access to your account, federal retirees should make a username and password for login.gov if they don't already have one. You can find steps on how to make an account on OPM's website. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.